everyone. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Adela Marcy Unplugged. I'm your host of the most, as always, Adela Marcy. And today, we have the good pleasure of actually speaking to the founder and CEO of Funnel Driven. Now, he's very, <laughs> the nice way of putting it, he's a data-driven nerd, and I absolutely love that because it's one of the best things that balances out the creative. And I find that we've had quite a few creative people on the show, so it's good to actually have some data-driven behavior and an expert in that field. Uh, kind of give us a little bit more of an idea of what's been going on in that world. Now, Bryce has, uh, of course, he's built a crap ton of funnels. There's a crap ton of stuff that you're going to find out that we're going to be covering, of course. And you guys are going to have a lot of fun because he seems like a really cool dude. And Courtney tends to send me really, really fun people to talk to. So with that being said, Bryce, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on here, Dill. It's been a, it's been kind of a crazy day in my neck of the woods too. But, you know, the data always gets us back to where we need to be, so. Most definitely. So just a quick shout out to everyone before we start today. This episode is sponsored by AdelMarcy.com. As always, go check out previous episodes on there. And also today's sponsor specifically is FunnelDrivenLLC.com. When you go there, you can download it. You can get a free quote um, that essentially helps you understand how you can basically leverage yourself a little bit more and work with well, work with Bryce. Why wouldn't you want to do that? The guy's got some great shit to actually share. And that's what we're going to be getting into. So that being said, let's dive right into it. So what is it that really got you into um, data-driven behavioral statistics? Because the only person I can think of that has mentored me in the same way was, of course, Jay Abraham. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm very curious, what was it that got your brain into that, into that realm? Well, before, before I kind of get into that topic, for anybody that is looking for something that they can hold on to, look, feel, and touch, uh, I just remembered if you go to www.drivenroi.com, you can get a free PDF download that's called The One Funnel to Rule Them All, and nice. it'll teach you from zero to 100 how to build out a client acquisition system. Oh, that's pretty cool. All right, guys, so that's in the links <clears throat> below. Yeah, so make sure to take advantage of that. But to answer your question, uh, ironically, it's... It's kind of a funny, funny little, little bit of my past, but I like to call myself a prolific mistake maker historically. <laughs> yep. And like many people in our space, we've kind of just learned things the hard way. And for me, it was, I watched my father struggle business after business after business. I watched my mother struggle and then get both my parents became disabled. And throughout that, I opened my first company, March, March or April 1st of 2013. Wow. And I was broke. I had like $15. I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I'd never owned a business before. And I knew that I didn't want to stay broke. So I was like, okay, well, I can't afford to hire anybody. I can't afford to bring on a coach. I can't afford to bring on a consultant. I can't afford to even hire staff. What am I going to do? So then I just nerded out. I just, I just like went headfirst into the internet, went headfirst into books, took some, I remembered a bunch of stuff from marketing and advertising in college that I'd gone through, which is a little archaic because it's like 20 year old teachings, but it, yeah. it has its grounding. And then I also did while running that company, I did 1099 contractor positions with a few digital companies, Social Paragon being one of them. Uh, FW being one of them, a couple other companies where I really kind of got more experience in the field, right? Cool. And then there's always this, do you want to be on the creative side? Do you want to be on the data side? Do you want to do the developments? Do you want to do the management? Where, where, where do you feel best, right? And I've always been really good at discovering emotional triggers, pain points, uh, kind of responsiveness, behaviors. 
So it's like, well, that's what I, that's what I know. That's what I like. That's what I love. My whole thing is I want to help people. So how do I do that best? So I really dug deep into Frank Kern, Jay Abraham, going through kind of the godfathers of direct response marketing. And then I think to date, I've probably invested 100K or more in self-education through coaching and consulting, hired a few mentors, went through basically every digital program on the planet right now, uh, and really just absorbed everything that I could and then reinvented it into my own fruition. And that's really kind of what gave me the background to start this company a few years ago and get the results that we're getting our clients and, and the requirements we have for our staff and our contractors. Because while we're really good at the creatives and the development side, what we really care about is what's the data tell us. Yeah. In, in a lot of cases, people go after, well, that's a pretty website or that's a beautiful ad. But if it doesn't convert, does it matter? Exactly. I, I, I could definitely relate to that. I mean, I've had far too many clients say to me, this sales letter doesn't look right. And I'm like, just fucking run it. See what happens. They run <laughs> it. It's like, oh shit, it's killing everything we've ever produced. Yeah, because it's not garbage. So it just mm -hmm. takes time. And again, very much like you, I am, I don't put it out there because it's not really my thing, but I love data. Like uh, something that I think I'm actually going to now publicly share. This might be the first time I share it on the podcast, but over the last like 13 years of my career, 13 years in October by the show, this, by the time the show comes out, um, I've spent like $50,000 of my own personal money getting people that are my ideal client to go into CAT scans while I'm reading copy so I can see their actual brain function mm -hmm responding to words which is why when i like i'm very certain about what word choices i use people are like how are you so certain i'm like i paid 50 grand for all this data <laughs> i actually went in and like it's over 13 years and counting of time of getting people that are just as weird as i am to be like yeah read this oh cool this sounds weird that sounds great yeah why didn't you buy i don't know see that brain you see a huge disconnect you know exactly the point mm -hmm. where it dropped off well, and it's funny you bring that up. It's there's this polarizing concept of NLP. Yeah. Especially in marketing and, and business development. Some people love it. Some people hate it. But the reality of this situation is every single conversation you have, you and me talking today, to some degree, NLP is being used. Yes. We're, we're utilizing language to convey an emotion, to convey a behavior, to convey a response, to look, listen, feel, hear, touch. And it's, that is what NLP is. We're linguistically programming ourselves and another party based on the language that we utilize to create neural pathways. So it's funny when it, I love the fact that you brought that up and the cat scan idea is genius. <laughs> I've never thought about that, but that's genius. Because that gives you, that gives you actually a tangible piece of data on somebody's response to copy your content or, or something where what what I live, breathe, and eat basically is more digital concept data, the pixelation, behavioral data, algorithmic yep. assessments, all of that. The cat scan idea, I, I like. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna just like uh, trademark that in the copy annals. It's just like, what did an adult contribute? Well, cat scans. That's basically <laughs> what we did. He went went crazy on that shit. But okay, let's talk a little bit about the data driven behavior. So specifically, what is it that you found? Because a lot of people would still be here and be like, okay, so a pretty ad looks good. So that's going to convert better, say, versus an ugly ad, which is still an argument that everyone uses to this day. But have you found that if you use a pretty ad with a really good copy in the middle, it still converts just as well, or if not better than the ugly ad? I know it's a dumb question to ask, but curious. So it depends on the platform. 
so platforms like Instagram are all about the visual aspect. Yeah. It needs to be polished. It needs to be high def. It needs to be quote unquote pretty, right? Mm. Just mu- much like TV. TV has to have a beautiful visual element. Movies that aren't produced in high quality visual effects are typically B-rated movies, regardless of how good the story is, right? Yep. The same thing goes for digital advertising, digital marketing, digital developments. If it's going on a visual platform, it needs to be visual. However, there are exceptions to that rule. Facebook being a big one, YouTube being a big one. You, some of our most successful ads are some of the ugliest things you've ever seen but they get the best response because we're not really super concerned about the visual stimulus when we're really concerned about how that conversion is going to work. Yeah. On YouTube, people care more about the auditory matching whatever they're looking at visually. They don't really care if it's pretty. They care that it matches. Much like how a lot of people have an issue with foreign films. They don't want to read a subtitle and watch something at the same time. With Facebook, organic works best. This is your biggest friend when it comes to Facebook right now. For the people that can't see your phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't need, you don't need, I'm sitting in an AV room. I've got sound foam all over the place. I got a couple cameras behind me, a camera here, camera in front of me, a focus right podcast setup. You don't need that for Facebook. More often than not, you're going to get a better result on Facebook if you just pull out your iPhone or your Android do a quick live video shoot on Instagram. These days it's reels. They're competing with TikTok, which you should absolutely get on board with. If you're an Instagram fan, it's a huge influence platform right now. What TikTok (laughs) Instagram, Instagram reels. Yeah. I was going to say Instagram reels for sure. TikTok I think is, uh, has been banned if I'm not mistaken in the U S no Microsoft is purchasing them. Oh shit. Yeah. So there was this big uproar of the political ban because of the Chinese company that owns them and the data security issue. So the U.S. kind of followed the same path that the U.K. did. And I forget the company in the U.K., but somebody acquired the U.K. version of TikTok to keep it in the country and make it more secure. Microsoft is that company here in the U.S. The acquisition's not done yet, uh, but Microsoft's in the process of purchasing that asset so that we can keep it on board, and it'll bolster their online presence. More likely than not, we're going to see TikTok turn into more of an entertainment field than a business acquisition field because Microsoft's really big in esports. Yeah. But that doesn't change the validity of what it can do now. Here's, Here's kind of the... This is like an organic gold nugget, right? If you are posting organic video from your phone and you're trying to get organic traffic and traction in today's world, omnipresence is your key. I've been preaching that for years. You know that as well as anybody else. You want to do business and communicate with your clients when and where and how they want to communicate. Being omnipresent does that. Now, while TikTok's not perfect, their algorithm is pristine they have a growth algorithm in that service that is probably the most accurate startup algorithm that i've seen in years it's more accurate than instagram's right now wow so if you want fast traction fast growth fast response and a ton of data 
Snapchat and, and TikTok both have really clean algorithms. So you can grow tens of thousands of engagements overnight from the same quality content that you'd put on Facebook or Instagram. It's incredible. Now, Instagram Reels, though, you absolutely should jump on. It's basically Instagram's version of TikTok. It's micro videos that you can syndicate and add music to and do, do clones and do duets on. Uh, but it's a big business platform because Instagram's algorithm is now favoring that over stories and mm -hmm. over organic static posts. So if you're looking, if you're already using the platform or if you wanted to and you haven't started and you want good organic growth, Instagram's an influencer platform by design. The more influence you have on it, the more reels you post, the more stories you have, the more engagement you're going to get, the more organic traffic you get from it. Cool. So would you say that you'd send direct traffic from Instagram to say your lead magnet, if it's not related to something, say audio visual, like say, for instance, if you sent it to one of your platforms that just happened to just give it like the, the one, the, what was it, the one following through them all, would you actually go direct from there? Or would you send it to a different type based on platform? Would you send it to a different uh, website? So good question. Running, it depends how you do it. On Instagram, hashtags are kind of king. Mm -hmm. contents queen and then like your jester is going to be kind of your linkage now the thing that everybody forgets is facebook owns instagram yeah doing links outside of their platform they hate they will penalize you for it but if you run swipe up ads or you run contest ads or you own engagement ads and you link outside redirect that action back to the platform so if you're looking for a lead magnet say the one funnel to rule them all I run engagement ads first. I run an intent-based branding campaign, which is basically like how TV commercials work. Engagement, 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 soft close, soft close, hard close, and then recycle. And I use that swipe up feature or any, any action feature really on the ad platform to direct them to a funnel. And then that funnel redirects them back to Instagram they are more likely to allow that and favor that over just somebody leaving their platform. Okay. So I'm curious. Here. So if they, how do they come back to Instagram? Do you do your deliverable through say DMS and chat bots through Instagram or how would you do that? Some very, so, again, I sound really, <laughs> this is always fun. <laughs> so typically speaking, it's going to be an email delivery, a text delivery or a chat bot delivery. Mm -hmm. uh, I highly advise against using chatbots on Instagram. Yeah. Instagram will shut your account down like it's their day job. However, chatbot plugins from, say, a landing page where your deliverable request is that links to Facebook Messenger can deliver that. And then the site, you just build in a reload in the metadata and in the, in the backend code, the CSS or the RSS, however you build your site. You just have a timed delay. So once they submit it, you get the information. The website reloads, sends them back to their original platform. In this case, Instagram. Hmm. That's really interesting. Like my brain's actually wondering, like, how the fuck would I do that? And I was like, oh yeah, just do exactly what you just said, but get someone else to do it because <laughs> I'm fucking stupid when it comes to that kind of thing as well at times, which is lovely because new skills are always learned. Now, curiously off, off the back end of this, with organic, this is kind of like a big problem. Not Well, I used to have this issue and then I started to really figure some stuff out for myself. But I'm always curious how, because I get asked this as well, I'm always curious how people find the content to put up on the different platforms. 
because I've seen some of my friends that just post all the time. I'm like, when do you get any work done? Like realistically, like when do you get work done? When do you do this? And when do you chill the fuck out? Or are you just like on all the time? So I'm very curious, like what is your content kind of uh, calendar, if you want to put it that way, mm-hmm. uh, or your matrix, if you want to put it even a fancier way? And how do you manage all your time? So it really depends. At my level of kind of engagement that I try to achieve, which is a minimum of one post a day on every network, any content that's put out, I try to repurpose or republish and cycle. I want to make sure that there's different versions of it. At that level of content consumption and and publication, you can't do it yourself. I, I have a great team that helps me do that, helps me syndicate, helps me use this room to shoot. Now for people who are just starting out or maybe don't need 27 posts a day to reach their audience, easiest thing in the world, go to a place like Buffer, Hootsuite, OneUp, Sendable, go to one of those platforms, they're posting automators. So you can upload your social media matrix, your social media posting content calendar and upload content and just schedule it. You hit a button, it'll post that schedule. The second thing, and my, my boy Trey actually hooked me up with this. There's a place called repurpose.io. I love repurpose.io. Just discovered it. I've been doing that manually for like seven years. <laughs> now, repurpose.io allows you to automatically link your social platforms and it will automatically scrape reprogram and then redistribute whatever content you want it to do. So for example, this podcast, we can upload to automatically trigger an event where repurpose.io will then take this video and audio, scrape it, and then make an audio and a video version of it to go to LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, other social profiles, blog posts, CSS feeds, RSS feeds automatically without us ever having to do anything. So for people just starting out that you see, like maybe you didn't know who they were. John Smith came out of nowhere and all of a sudden is just everywhere online. He's using automation of some kind. (laughs) Now the secret to this is even with good automation, you don't have enough time every day to shoot content every day. Schedule one day a week. I I do Saturdays or Sundays, depending on how my week is. I schedule a few hours out of that day, just shoot a ton of content. And then you go in and you can do this on your phone. Once again, you can download InShot for Instagram. You can download uh, Move or Moment by, I don't know who the publisher is, but their camera, their camera apps. You can find them in the app store. Get your content. You can shoot it on your phone and you can take snippets and cut out little independent pieces to do as quick little ads. You can do IGTV for the long videos. You can post on LinkedIn and on Facebook, on YouTube for the full video. And you can immediately repurpose the content straight from your phone in a matter of minutes and have an entire week's worth of content posting one, five, 10 times a day on your behalf. And you can be asleep or you can be chilling in Bali doing whatever you want. And nobody will know the difference because you're still engaging with your audience. So essentially just here, you could literally just put all that stuff together. And I'm curious per month on the average person, because I'm curious, I'm going to get this this question anyway, per month, what are they looking at spending on something like this? Because from my toll, I'm guessing it's like 40 bucks a month that it works out to on average. 
Yeah, Buffer's got a free option. Uh, one up is seven dollars a month to start for their basis, and then it's like fourteen bucks from there, and then twenty four from there. Repurpose.io, I think, is like $39 a month if you do monthly or $25 a month if you pay for the year. It's pretty cool. So, so for under 100 bucks, you can have all of your social media platforms, all of your content, all of your curation, all of your syndication, and all of your automation done for you. Yep. And the best part about that is what happens if you, if for, for the people wondering at home, like, what the hell can content do? I got my content game up uh, at the start of COVID, like when we got into lockdown, like in March, mm -hmm. I was like, all right, I'm going to start a new show called Think Like a Copyright, just like video it every couple, like every week, three times a week, just show up and have fun with my friends. Mm -hmm. That's already netted me like three new clients that all paid me on my higher end scale. Like closing, awesome. like, closing like four figure deals on just a message like, hey, I want to hire you as a consultant. Great. What's your fee? Oh, it's this. Great. Done. Here's the money. Like mm -hmm. you don't even have to worry about it because it's already pre-sold. So spending 50 bucks, a hundred bucks, even a hundred bucks a month on your automation of your content, it gets them. Now, mm -hmm. kind of curious here on this one, because this is the second part of the question that I really wanted to jump into. And that is how do you know what type of content to post? Because you are data driven. So obviously you look at what is getting engagement and double down on what works. My question is how do you begin that? <clears throat> and then how do you actually start looking at the data? So from an agency standpoint, we've got a plethora of tools that we go into, uh, like Big View's a pretty popular, well-known one that we can go into and actually assess the industry, assess the, the hot topics, the keywords, the trends. We can assess that and utilize that data for our clients, right? For somebody who's not looking to hire an agency or hire a coach or hire a consultant to do it for them, and they just really kind of want to get their feet wet. They're in a position where they need it. They just don't have the funds to support somebody else doing it for them yet. A really, really, really easy way to do this is hop on whatever your preferred social media platform is and find the top five influencers you like or the top five competitors you like that are in your space and just look at what's performing. On Facebook, you have page transparency. So you can actually go look at their ads. You can go look at their engagement. You can see what's performing there. On Instagram, just look at what's trending. What are they running in their stories? What's their most popular post? What are the keywords that they're assessing? Now for adding in hashtags, this isn't a preferred method. It's just really quick and simple. If you're running Instagram and you're trying to get organic traffic, we know hashtags are king on Instagram. There's a site called Keyword Shitter and Tag Shitter that are free. Holy crap, you those can... are great names. <laughs> They're fantastic. So if you go to KeywordShitter.com, you'll go in and you'll type in whatever amount of keywords you want. Say bathtubs are what, are what you do, right? You would type in bathtub, you'd hit run. It'll just auto-populate keywords that have any type of engagement through an analytical code for bathtubs. If you go to tag shitter, it will do the exact same thing for hashtags. So you would hashtag bathtub and then it'll just quote unquote shit out a bunch of hashtags that may have some resonance with that audience. Technology today's basically removed the need for you to have to critically think on what's going to work. You can basically just rely on, okay, this algorithm says these are trending. Okay, cool. 
we'll, we'll use that version, change the content a little bit, use that hashtag and boom, now you're trending. That is hilarious. Sorry, I'm literally on this right now. Just, I typed in a couple of keywords just to see <laughs> what kind of response you get. It is incredible how quickly it's coming up with keywords. Like, <laughs> I typed in the word copywriting for the fun of it. And about 258 results in like the space of two minutes. Yep. It's crazy. Crap now the beautiful, thing, the beautiful thing about the keyword one, anybody that's running any type of website, whether it be a blog, an e-commerce store, an informational site, you can install all those keywords in your metadata and immediately rank higher. Yeah. That's the crazy thing as well. Like I had no idea these two websites existed and now they've become two of my favorite. I've bookmarked them both because it's always <laughs> fun to have. Yep. All right. So like changing gears for a second, I'm really curious about this. So when it comes down to data-driven, uh, I know we've gone into the data stuff like a ton. So let's skip out of that for a second and kind of go into something a little bit more interesting. When you're creating, because obviously you do like looking at pain points and how they come up. And everyone that knows me knows that I'm one of those weirdos. We do 20% pain and 80% of like a pleasure-based picture that captures everything together. So you're still mm -hmm. capturing that pain point, but you're putting it in a much different way. The way I get my pain points is I speak to my customers, uh, to my clients' customers. I speak to, find, I speak to that audience and I do my research, obviously finding that out. Uh, by using places like Reddit. My question to you is, what do you use when you're looking through for pain points when you're writing or creating something? There isn't so it's, those areas. <laughs> so it's, that's an interesting question. It changes for each client. Yeah. Because we, we work in about 14 to 16 verticals. Yeah. The pain points, the requirements, the justifications, the emotional triggers, the neurological triggers change for everybody. Yep. As a general rule of thumb, utilizing public facing sites gets you a better behavioral data analysis than an algorithm does. It takes a little bit more work, but it allows you to get a, it, more inside the mind of your consumer. Now that doesn't mean we don't use technology. We utilize identity resolution and custom pixels all day long. Identity resolution allows us to go to in-market data, pull 28.37 million pieces of data for consumers, cross-reference that data against any pixel or analytics code from Google or Facebook, and really get down to the nitty gritty. You can also access the back end of Facebook's pixel if you have the, the URL. Uh, I'd have to look it up, but you can just paste the URL in replace whatever keywords in the little parameter section with what word you want to find. And it'll just spit out the back end of Facebook's API to wow. show you what will search up. Those are helpful, but believe it or not, when we're looking for emotional triggers, we're looking for behavioral data. The two best performing options are one, how would you want to purchase this product? How would you feel if you were in the market for this product? And then two, Public polls as public focus groups work brilliantly. If you want to know the viability of your product or service, do a poll on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, on LinkedIn as just a general inquiry and you'll get the data you need. You can go out and create a post right now. Let's say that you sell fencing mm -hmm. and you want to know the viability in your marketplace if you have a chance of competing and what's going to get people to buy put up a question saying, Hey, I'm in the market for fences. I'm trying to compare what I'm looking for, but I don't really know what's going to be the best option. 
what would you guys look for if you were going to buy a new fence? Uh, put up a few options and then an option for them to add their own marker. Let it run for two or three days. You'll have the public tell you what they want and what that trigger is that's going to make them buy whatever your product or service is for free. Hmm. It's pretty interesting. Sorry, you've literally just blown my mind there. So thank you for that. <laughs> actually a really interesting way of looking at things because it's like now new shit that I can put together with our team so we can put that out there. Unfortunately, however, I, th- there's a couple of really good questions I do want to ask you. And if you're cool with it, I'd love to get you back on for round two at some point. Um, but one of my favorite questions to really ask is, and I really want you to expound on this because I find a lot of people have this issue. And that is life and business invariably will kick you in the nuts. Let's be honest. It just does. It's, it's, a, it's an asshole. It's an asshole like that. You just got to deal with it. So my question to you is when life has kicked you in the nuts in the past, what have you done? So part one of the question is what have you done to rebuild that confidence and have that ability to be like, all right, I got this. I can keep going. And part two of that is what do you do now to protect your confidence so it doesn't dip down and you don't have bad days that last weeks, not like just hours or days? So first off, I'd love to come back for round two. Uh, I'm always happy to provide value and help people kind of get inside the track of an industry that <clears throat> for full disclosure, there's a lot of shit bags in my industry and, yep. and I'm really trying to change that. So I'm always happy why, to hop on and help. Which is why I'd love to have you back on for round two. You can tell you're a legit guy. So I appreciate that. Uh, number two, you've got a two part question. Uh, yep. And this is, this is going to be a really generic first part answer and then I'll expand on it. Cool. It's all mindset. I don't care if you're Warren Buffett or you're a vet from Vietnam. Mindset's going to be what gets you through it. Now, I'm, I've got a new book coming out. Title's pending right now. It'll, it'll probably be done here by the end of the year. Nice. And in that book is the first time that I publicly really release this information. I'll tell it to you guys here. I'm getting more and more comfortable talking about it. And it cool. really stems from... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to backpedal a little bit. One of my first coaches said something that to this day resonates with me. And he said, if you can't live in a glass house, do you even know who you are? Damn. And that like blew my mind. I'm like, holy crap, you're right. And the reason that means so much to me is because until I was comfortable living in a glass house where my entire life is public, all my social media is public. I post online all the time. I'll answer any questions somebody has for me. I'm not ashamed of anything I've done. I've been a prolific fuck up in my life, but it's made me who I am today. And it's helped me get to where I'm going to be in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, and really change the lives of thousands of people. Yeah. Now <clears throat> it's important to recognize that because in 2017, uh, I almost ended it at 3 AM. I almost just turned the light switch off and never came back. Uh, I had lost everything for like the third time in my life. I was over it. I was like, I'm tired of rebuilding from sub rock bottom. I'm tired of coming back from the prehistoric age. I've done this too many times. I'm over it. I didn't have a great mindset at that time. And it's mindset's one of those things that much like a muscle, you have to keep working. Otherwise it will go away. Yep. And in my case, it went away back then. The biggest thing that I can recommend any of you do, whoever's watching, whoever's listening, 
is I don't care what you have going on, invest in mindset, invest in yourself, whether it be meditation, it be a vacation, it be a psychiatrist, it be a counselor, it be a coach, it be you hanging out with friends, family, taking an hour a day to just decompress, whatever it is that helps you get your mind right, invest in. Because it will make the biggest difference in your life. You'll discover who you are. You'll discover why you're the way you are. Taking the disc test on Tony Robbins' website is a huge game changer too. What's your disc profile? <laughs> uh, I, it's in the other room. I can send it to you. Oh, I yeah. can pull it up. Because I'd be it's, curious because I'm, uh, I'm an ID mix. <clears throat> I am? Yeah. I'll, I'll pull, I just did mine again the other day, so I'll, I'll have to pull it up and I'll send it to you. I'm interested mm. to, to compare and contrast. Oh, for sure. And then, but the disc test is another great example of like really understanding your biomechanics and, and why you resonate with certain people and why you don't, how you act, how you interact, how you'll receive something, how you put something out. Getting into a space where your biggest asset is your time and your mindset will help you get through anything. Listen, guys, every single one of you here has made it through every single one of your worst days in your entire life, and you're still here. You can do it. It doesn't matter what's thrown at you. You can do it. It may suck. It may hurt, and it may feel like you're dying, but a proper mindset will keep you through that. For a good example, 10 years ago, hell, seven years ago, in my last company, if I would have been hit with a chargeback, had a client leave, had somebody upset, didn't want to sign on, I would have been devastated. Yeah. When, when COVID came, rather than sitting there and playing victim on it, our mindset is to the point where we have something that's bigger than ourselves. We're here to help people thrive, not just survive. And if that means we have to take a backseat for a little bit to help other people do that, we will. We started the COVID relief initiative. We've added to it since then. But that's allowed us to stop new client acquisition, provide value for free up front. We're giving away websites to, I think, like 70, 71 different verticals. We're just giving free websites out. If they host with us, the website's completely free, fully dynamic. They're like 27 pages. We're giving online presence away. Any clients that come to us that we see fit that we can help during COVID, we're bringing on and they're getting the COVID relief package, which is... Uh, a free conversational omnipresent multi-channel chat bot, one month of complimentary management and optimization, a VSL and a press release complimentary or a site in lieu of that just to help people get through COVID. Damn. Our mindset, <laughs> our mindset's so rock solid that we know, yeah, it's going to cost us money. We know it's going to cost us time. We know it's, it, we may take a backseat to certain things, but we're helping other people thrive and level up in a time that most people aren't. And we know that's going to come back in spades, whether it be a month, a year, or 10 years down the road, we're putting out good into the world and it's going to come back. Yeah, no, I can, I can believe that because that's one of the, I'm glad that you said mindset because it's uh so two, actually several things you said a lot. One, thank you for sharing with uh, sharing that with us. Is uh, my audience does know as well. I've actually because you definitely wouldn't know because I don't talk about it as publicly anymore. But over my teen years until now, I'm, I'm thirty. I'm turning thirty-one this year. In that time, from like twelve to thirty, in that eighteen-year gap, yes, I've written copy. Yes, I've done a crap load of amazing stuff. But dude, I've tried to kill myself like ten separate times. <laughs> like the amount mm -hmm. of times that you've just gone for it, I'm like, all right, I'm still alive. There is a reason I'm still here, so I got to keep going. Mm -hmm. But building, 
coming up from that place where you feel like you were buried and then having to fight back up. And it's funny that you should say that you came up from beyond rock bottom because 2018, <laughs> and this is no word of a lie, 2018, I wrote this down in my journal uh, and I was talking to a friend about this. I was like, sometimes it feels like when people say your back is against the wall, that's when you're going to fight your hardest. I wish my back was against the wall. And like, what do you mean? It's like, dude, I'm so pushed far into the wall. I'm three doors down in my next door neighbor's yep. wall. That's how far it's <laughs> I want to get back to yep. my wall. That's how crazy it is. Yeah. Yep. So thank you for sharing that because people need to see that. People need to see that this business, yeah, it's got some incredible stuff, but your mindset is the thing that will protect you. But on the other hand as well, what I love, absolutely adore, and again, I, I want to talk to you very quickly after this. If not, I'm sure we'll speak very, very soon as well. But how I can get involved with helping out with what you're doing with COVID relief. Because right there, it is so inf- it's so important because from the perspective of universal, not physical law of reciprocity, but universal law of reciprocity, mm-hmm. as Randy Gage likes to say, you will never outgive the universe. The more you mm-hmm. give, the more it gives back. Mm-hmm. So you doing that is just incredible. And so anyone, if anyone else wants to not just hop on and get some COVID help from you guys um, in the business, because they might be a private client, if you are, reach out to them. But if you're not, see how you can help out, see how you can build in your own little COVID relief packages for your clients. You'll, you'll be surprised yeah. how often shit like that comes back for your good. It doesn't always come back in money, but it comes back in a different way always. So oh, 100%. Like a good example of that reciprocity is because of, because of my desire to keep updating that and make sure that the team's updated and really go out there and, and be value-driven first, in spite of us, in spite of the money, uh, I had an amazing opportunity to, to join one of Akbar Sheik's newest programs and we started building out a coaching program. And so I hired him as a coach. And, and that's one thing I want everybody to know here. Coaches hire coaches, marketers hire marketers, mindset people hire mindset people. There is never a point in your life where you're, you should never be in a room where you're the big fish. Yeah. And, and I, I really want to stress on that importance because all of us like to feel like we're the big fish in a small pond, right? We like that feeling. It's human nature. But the second that happens is the second you start dying. If you are not growing, you are dying. It's a simple fact of nature. Yep. The biggest thing you can do for your mindset, you're the sum of the five to 10 people you're closest with. Surround yourself with people that are doing or have done what you want to do. And you'll level up your mindset. You'll level up your game. You're going to level up your business. You're going to level up your friends. It's, it's going to be night and day within a year's time just by putting yourself into situations that are uncomfortable, but they're a good kind of uncomfortable. I can see that. That is something that is very, very true. It's quite interesting because there was a video I just watched yesterday about someone saying how reading a book a week changed their life. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. But it's the type of books you read. And it's very powerful that you say that because even copywriters, because that's what I've done for like ever. I, I breathe, sleep and eat copy. That is, mm-hmm. That has been my life for nearly 25 years. The insane thing, I still hire copywriters. Like I still hire copywriters to help me out, get out of my own way so I can write, they can write the stuff that I don't want to do. And then I just critique over it for my own stuff. Because again, I'm too close to my own, uh, I'm too close to my own head. So I've got to like find a way to help out. So speaking about this whole thing with like how we level up and all the other ways we can go, it segues perfectly to one of my favorite questions on the show. If you had to give, uh, by the way, are you a movie person as well or just books? 
I am a movie person as well. Yes, motherfucker, that is awesome. <laughs> All right, so we're going to change this up. So what we're going to do is we're going to get five instrumental books that you that I want you to recommend. They can be fiction, nonfiction, completely up to you. But I want to get 10 of your favorite movies that you'd recommend people watch. And I'm giving you 10 because I know how hard oh, it is to fill 10. 10. I'm going to have to come up with 10 movies. Okay. <laughs> it's like, that's not difficult. Like, I've got to pick 10 out of a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Copywriting Secrets, book one. Cool. Uh, the Power of Zero, book two. Um, ironically, G-Code by Stuman, book three. Why um, ironic? Curious. I say ironically because a lot of people like aren't in that space where they're like, yeah, I want to read an entire book about just basically mindset preparation. Yeah. And that's what that book is about. It's, he calls it G code. It's the four G's that you should focus on to level up your life. And fantastic book. Yeah. Currently sat on my desk with me. <clears throat> uh, Unfuck your business by Keenan. That's a really good book. Uh, and then number five, uh, I'm going to go with a classic how to make friends and influence people is another really good one. Great book. Yeah. Those are, those are all good ones. I'm, I like the fact that you've got the, the G code book on your desk. It's, <laughs> it's a good read. <laughs> um, if, you saw, if you saw the books, so while you're doing this, I'm going to show you just privately. These are the, these are the books on my desk, but please continue. So movies, okay. movies. Um, I'm going to be a little all over the place here and pardon me if I don't hit 10, but I'll attempt. <laughs> My favorite movie is A Clockwork Orange. Great movie. Uh, fantastic movie. V for Vendetta is influential in today's time because it took place in 2020. Uh, Wait, was it actually based <laughs> in 2020? I thought it was actually based uh, in, in like the mid-2000s. No, 2020 is the year that V and V for Vendetta blew up Parliament. Oh, shit, yeah, it is. No, remember, remember the 5th, 5th of, November. of November? Yeah. Great so movie. if if some shit happens in London, November fifth, like we all just got a piece. Of I, it. And <laughs> also, I wasn't there. Just this is my innocence claim right now. I was not there. I live too far away from Parliament now. I used to, yeah. the crazy thing is when I lived in my old place, I was uh, a five minute walk away from Parliament, like from that entire well, area, five minutes away. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. I've never been to Parliament myself. I live here in Boise, Idaho, so I'm I'm really far away. <laughs> So, <laughs> dude, rest, you got you're in Wrestlerland. That's where you are for me. All that is to me is all I remember is that's Wrestlerland. Yeah. And then let's see other influential movies. I really like Ex Machina. Cool. Um, oh, yeah. nice. Traffic Secrets. Yeah. Good so, so Traffic <laughs> Secrets and a few others in there as well. Yeah. I've Just... got a couple stacks in. Uh, so my bedroom's right on the other side of this wall. They work from home thank god uh, and i'm really i'm really grateful for that ability to be honest and i'm grateful to offer that to my to my staff and clients that they can work from home spend time with their families still get work done still make an impact yep. but in that room i've got a couple and uh, like end tables that just have a couple stacks of books on them and nice. so back to movies glenn gary glenn ross is always a good one that's always good Tommy Boy is probably one of the best closer movies in the history of time. And, and I know what you're going to say. Comedian, big, big overweight guy in a small coat. I get it. Uh, but think about the premise of that movie for a second. The premise of that movie is a guy literally hops in a car with nothing else and one dude who doesn't like him to save his father's company by any means necessary. And it's a classic. You got Chris Farley. <laughs> you just can't yeah. go wrong with Chris Farley. 
You can't, but take the comedy element away. If that is not an inspiring business movie, I don't know what is. Agreed. <laughs> um, the Pursuit of Happiness, love the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seven Pounds, love the movie. I could not get into that movie, dude. Like I was watching it really? with a, I was watching it with an ex. I gate, I guessed the entire plot twist within ten minutes of the movie. And I was like, <laughs> she hated me. She like threw <laughs> stuff at me afterwards. I was like, you watched this already. I don't get why I have to watch it. I get, I got the, I got the ending. <laughs> um, Alien Covenant, I dig. Cool. And it's it, like I dig the weird stuff. To be honest, I've been noticing uh, that you seem to go for like stuff that most people have never even heard of or not really taken the time to watch fully. Yeah, like I dig it. I dig the weird stuff. Uh, I just watched what was it called? Um, okay, this one's cheesy, but I do like Pixar and Disney. Onward will hit you right in the feels. Who doesn't love that movie? And it, it'll hit you like right Disney? in the feels. I, I don't think I could ever be friends with anyone that isn't a fan of Disney or Pixar. Like, I just can't be friends with you. Right? Yeah, I feel like that's a requirement. Like, if you, it's like if a dog doesn't like you, like, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but they but, know. Oh, definitely. <laughs> this is just like, this is my dog telling thing. You know, like Disney uh-huh. or Pixar? Screw you. A couple of movie recommendations that I throw your way in case you haven't seen them. Um, definitely Limitless, if you haven't seen it already. One of my favorite movies. Limitless is a good one. Yep. Yeah. The um, show was a little weird, but the movie was really the, good. The movie was amazing. I really like the movie. The show, not so much. Didn't really get into it. Um, one of the other movies that I actually find fairly underrated is The Losers. Um, I don't think I've seen that. Okay, so The Losers. This, the ne- my two picks are both like very low-key, very little well-known superhero movies. So you have The Losers and you have Dread. Not Judge Dread. Dread. There's a huge difference. Dread 3D is the fucking shit. It's like visually amazing if you've never seen it. Uh-huh. Um, and the whole thing's like Carl Urban. He lives up to the entire Dread comic book. It's like super awesome. You got uh, Lena Headey in it as well. Um, Cersei from Game of Thrones for the people that don't know who that is. That that underrated like cinematography is one of the reasons why I love the Sin City movie. Yes. The original one with the red splash on everything and the traditional black and white comic structure. I'm like, perfect. Definitely. That's definitely it. And the, the other movie, so The Losers, is actually based on a DC uh, Vertigo slash black, a Dark Horse comic um, okay. about it. So this is the cast list, by the way. This is how crazy it is. This is 2010, just before Captain America comes out. You got Chris Evans, Idris Elba, uh, Jeffrey Morgan Dean, Zoe Saldana, <laughs> and about two other celebrities that I'm definitely forgetting right now, as the main characters of this movie. How is this not a blockbuster movie that like? It's so fucking hilarious. Like, if if you're gonna watch it for only like, if you're gonna YouTube this, I I expect everyone here to YouTube one scene from that movie and tell me it's not amazing. Either the opening scene, which has uh, Ram Jam's Black Betty blasting over like a really cool <laughs> opening scene, which you're never gonna go wrong with. Or the second, which is my personal favorite, Chris Evans uh, singing um, Jenny's, uh, Jenny's in, well, obviously, um, great song, and I'm actually, Don't Stop Believing. Mm-hmm. They, he started singing Don't Stop Believing as a way of getting <laughs> everyone out of an elevator. So, That's of course, fantastic. he really hams it up. Yeah. Talking about, uh, talking about Black Betty. So, do you like memes? I'm oh, sure fucking you love them. Yep. Okay, so somebody sent me this yesterday off on Facebook, and it's just a picture of a jar of jam. And at the top, it says, Oh, Black Betty. And the label of the jam says Bramble Jam. 
and I, I'm like in, I, I don't remember where it was. We were shopping somewhere and I just, I screamed. Like I lost my mind for a second when I saw this thing in public. <laughs> oh, we were getting teriyaki chicken. Uh, so we're in a restaurant, me and Dulce, my girlfriend, and we're sitting there and I see this, I just screamed really quick, like a yelping dog started, started laughing hysterically. She's like, what? And I just, I stopped breathing. I just show her the phone. <laughs> so she starts laughing. So we're in the middle of a small little teriyaki restaurant. Pissing like yourself laughing. 6 p.m. Pissing ourselves, staring at our phone because we got a meme about Black Betty and Bramble Jam. <laughs> that was brilliant. But unfortunately, guys, I do have to bring today's show uh, to a close again. Dude, you have an open invite. Whenever you want to come on, you've got the links. I'd love to have you back on. Uh, just straight up delivering savage content today. Could you please remind us what the URL is for your website that we're sending them to today uh, for the yeah, one so, funnel above all? Yeah, so go to www.drivenroi.com. It's an opt-in funnel. You're going to see it. You're going to have to put your information in there so we know where to deliver it. Uh, don't worry. We're not reselling your data. We're not going crazy. We're not pulling a Wells Fargo. You're good. All you have to do is put your info in, and then we'll manually send it to you to make sure that it gets delivered. Cool. Just go request it. It's a PDF. It covers the client acquisition system called the one funnel to rule them all. And it has information on two other funnels that you can request as well as information for a free strategy call. If you want to kind of mind map some stuff, go over some stuff and you can find us at cavalry.com forward slash funnel driven. That's going to be fucking awesome guys. Please rate, review, subscribe. And as always, we'll put the links in the description afterwards. Bryce, thank you for being here, man. I hope you have a great, I hope everyone enjoys their weekend. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. For sure, man. Take care. Bye guys. You too.